Hey, all you out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hi, everybody. Hope you all had a good week. It's been a sad week. You know, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Um, every year I, I watch the specials, and there's usually a new one every year. I've been watching them since 2002. And uh, I watched some really good ones this this week. Um, you know, because the 20th anniversary, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff. A lot of, um, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. I remember when the 10th anniversary came. And they named they they uh, said all the names of the victims. Uh, so uh, the one I really I, I watched a couple of really good ones, uh, and there's a ton on there, you guys. You just have to stream it. Uh, it's on Hulu. I watched one on Discovery Plus. The one on Discovery Plus was called "The Children of 9/11." I think it was called like "Rebuilding Hope: The Children of 9/11." Really good. Uh, it's about the kids that you know lost their fathers. It's all fathers. That lost their fathers in uh, on that day, and some of them were not even born yet. They were in their mom's wombs, you know, when it happened. So it's really interesting. Um, it's really good to see. Like, it was kind of uplifting, I guess you can say. You know, all the kids turned out okay. I mean, one of them had a a very and th- this kid I think was born five months after his dad passed. He had a very very big fear of tall buildings and airplanes. Do you blame him? So, uh, he had to face his fear at the very end and he had to ride up to the top of the, the, um, the new World Trade Center. Uh, so that was, that was interesting. There's, there's a lot of, um, there, there's one kid who doesn't like to talk about it, you know? So everybody has like their, their emotions and somebody says, you know, I didn't know him. And one kid didn't even have any videos or anything of his dad. They, he had to like ask his mom for videos of his dad. There's no videos and, uh, but if you think about it. This happened in 2001. You know, videos weren't very common. It's not like you could take a video with your phone back then, you know? So whatever videos they had was probably like on a VHS tape. Um, then the other special I was actually just watching it while I was eating dinner is called um, The Women of 9-11. Ooh, man. That's that's a disturbing one. But I haven't finished it, but it was really good so far. Um, there was this... Uh, let's see trying to think one of this okay no the children's special the children's special that i watched uh there was a husband and wife that worked at the pentagon the one worked on the second floor one worked on the first floor i don't remember where i think the pentagon hit the first floor i don't remember exactly but this is sad so the the uh the wife uh one they did an evacuation and she was expecting her husband to come right out there right out to the grass and he didn't and oh killed me the other guy, one of the uh, the fathers, uh, gave his wife a kiss goodbye, and then just for no reason at all came back and gave her another kiss goodbye, and like that just gets me, you guys. It just gets me, you know. So, since tomorrow is nine eleven, I want to have a moment of silence for the victims, since this is my podcast, and I want to use use this you know opportunity to do that. Okay. Okay, guys. So tonight I'm going to be talking about uh, Beverly Hills 90210, 
season two, episode eight, entitled Wildfire. This is a good one. Uh, now I'm doing back to school episodes. And what I, uh, what I like about this one, I love the music in it, first of all, you guys. And sadly, the episodes on Hulu and C uh, Paramount Plus, they don't have the original music. Remember I told you guys, I've been telling you this this whole time, the original music is not on the DVDs or on the streaming sites. So that sucks. But there's this one song at the very end, which I um, I used to, I'm not even kidding you, uh, when I used to, you know like when you used to uh, make CDs, mix CDs, and you can put like whatever you want to name it, you know? So I had, <laughs> I had, uh, the, the very end song is Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. So I had, uh, I put Wicked Game, and then in parentheses I put Dylan and Brenda get back together. <laughs> and then I think even like with Losing My Religion, I put Dylan and Brenda break up. <laughs> so I was like really into, I, I've always loved that song, um, Wicked Game. Really, really good song. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Um... I'm going to, of course, start with the, the um, this is odd, too. I, I don't know. I picked this episode. This aired on September 12th, 1991. That was a long time ago. Uh, I remember watching it live. And when I say live, I mean, you know, when it aired, when it first aired. I was just starting seventh grade. Crazy. Okay. Uh, so the songs are, the songs are gold this week, you guys. Um, I couldn't find anything for the week before, so I found the, the week of September 21st, 1991. Number one, I Adore Me Amore, Color Me Bad. Number two, Good Vibrations, Marky Mark. Number three, Motown Philly, Boys to Men. Number four, Things That Make You Go, Hmm, CNC Music Factory. Number five, Promise of a New Day, Paul Abdul. That was a good song. Number six, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, Brian Adams. That song was popular for like four months straight. <laughs> Number seven, Time, Love, and Tenderness, Michael Bolton. Ugh. Number eight, Too Many Walls, Kathy Dennis. Number nine, Love of a Lifetime, Firehouse. You guys remember Firehouse? Number ten, The Motown Song, Rod Stewart. That's a good one, too. All right, then the movies were good, too. Domestic box office for September 1991. Number one, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Was it, though? He came back. <laughs> he came back in Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, number two, Dead Again. Number three, Terminator 2. Number four, Hot Shots. Number five, Doc Hollywood. Number six, Child's Play 3. Number seven, The Doctor. Number eight, City Slickers. That's a good one. Number nine, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, of course. That was like the only movie that summer. Number 10, The Commitments. Uh, Boys in the Hood is also on this list. It's number 12, but that's a good one too. Uh, I'm looking at the rest of them here. Regarding Henry, that's a good movie, where Harrison Ford has amnesia. Um, oh, wow. Sons of the Lambs. Yeah, but that came out in... That, that came out, uh, like, way, way before that. You know, sometimes they bring... Remember when they used to bring the movies back? They don't do that anymore. I mean, you can barely even go see a movie now. But they used to bring the movies back, if, especially if it was an Oscar winner. They bring it back. Okay. Let's go ahead and get started. And um, everybody, if, if you if you get a chance, try to watch those specials. They're really good. The ones on 
Oh, and by the way, this is not on Hulu or Paramount Plus. For some reason, Wildfire is not listed. So I had to find it on DailyMotion.com. So if you guys want to watch along with me, you can watch there. Okay, I was wrong about Daily Motion. Daily Motion has it in a foreign language. I can't tell what it is, maybe French. So um, I have to go get my DVDs. <laughs> I rarely ever have to do this. I can usually find whatever episode I'm re reviewing, I usually can find it on streaming, but not this time. Oh my God, you guys, not only do I have this the DVD of 90210, I have the DVD with the original music. Oh yeah. So that's pretty cool. Here we go. So the scene starts off with Brandon on like lounging on the beach with a whole bunch of girls around him. <laughs> and he sees this like girl coming out, you know, it's like this like dream sequence, like with, uh, you know, the beautiful girl coming towards him. And of course it's a dream. Brenda wakes him up and says, come on, we're going to be late for school. And then they talk about how they're not the new kids on the block anymore. Because, you know, last season they were. That was when the show started. Um, and <laughs> they don't mention if they're going into junior or senior year. It's funny because they were juniors last year in the last, first season. But they repeated junior year, I guess, because they're juniors. <laughs> Anyways, uh, then it leads into um, a montage of all the kids getting ready for school. And it's so funny. Uh, Steve changes his shirt about three times. Kelly doesn't know what shoes to wear. Uh, and the clothes, you guys. The clothes are crazy. Kelly's wearing jeans. I would imagine a uh, a bodysuit. <laughs> Remember when those were, that was the style in 91, 92? The bodysuit? Like a, a white bodysuit. Maybe like a tank top. I can't really tell. And a red blazer over that. And then her first, pair, her first choice of shoes is like little... Uh, what are those those shoes called? Um, oh my gosh, I'm totally having a brain fart. Uh, not saddle. Oh god, I can't remember what they're called right now. Um, let me get the name. Okay, I think they're called Oxfords, and I definitely had a pair. <laughs> I wanted to look just like Kelly, just like Brenda, just like Donna. I never liked Donna's outfits, but I always liked Brenda. Brenda was really, I, I loved her. She was gorgeous. So, and of course I wanted to be like her. Uh, so, uh, we have the Oxfords was the first one, then high heels, or maybe then the, the white tennis shoes, like these white Nike tennis shoes. They, they actually could have been Reebok. Remember the white Reeboks? And then the, the second choice is, uh, red high heels, which I don't know if that really matches, if that really goes with her outfit. Then we see Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. We see Andrea sharpening a whole can of pencils hilarious she's like there probably three hours before school starts sharpening the pencils in the uh in the wherever the uh newspaper news op newspaper office whatever it's called the the west beverly blaze office thank you okay then steve's trying on like three different shirts one really really bright gaudy shirt and then a nice uh red polo shirt he looks very nice in it uh and then Donna's doing her hair. Oh, boy. I mean, I can't even tell you what the hairstyles were in 91. But she's got, like, a high top ponytail, which looks very 91. That could even be, like, uh, late 80s. Then she has, like, a, a, a bun going with the bangs coming down. 
with the one the bang coming down over one side oh boy like one bang coming down over the side and then the uh and then she has her hair like looking like a lion's mane like it's totally like uh teased up hilarious uh, <laughs> oh my god the hair on that girl oh it has been pretty bad in this show hasn't it Okay, and I forgot to mention <laughs> that Brenda is wearing a full Annie Hall suit. You guys ever see Annie Hall? Great, great movie, by the way. She's wearing a tie, a woman's blouse, and slacks. That was the style. I guess it was a style. I don't know. I definitely did not wear that. When I was in seventh grade, I want to say that's when flannels were getting popular. Flannels and Doc Martens. But I don't think I wore that. I was a nerd. I was a big nerd, obviously, you know. I'm under the nerdy stuff. But I was definitely uh, not wearing women's suits to school. So the gang goes into the school and they're talking about, Oh, I'm so sad the summer's over. You know, whatever. And then uh, then it shows David in the, in the DJ booth. Remember, he was a DJ last season too, I think. I am not a big fan of season one, so I don't remember a lot about it. I mean, I'm, I'm not a ter- I mean, it's not a terrible season. It just, I don't, I didn't watch it as much as these other seasons, you know, as two and five and three and four. But, um, I, uh, I do remember him, I think, getting a job towards the end of, a job as a DJ towards the end of this, of this season. All right, anyways, uh, then we see Scott, Scott Scanlon. That's David's, like, best friend. And he was, uh, he was in a, quite a few episodes in uh in season one uh then um the girls are talking about you know it's hello it's hello week which i don't remember even having that in high school i mean we did have like something like that but i don't so they're gonna do like uh they're gonna do a an act for the talent show it's like a talent show basically so they uh they want to sing a song well brenda wants to sing a song uh, Donna wants to as well. Kelly has doesn't want anything to do with it. You know, Kelly. Kelly's not very social like that. I don't know. Uh, she says she's not the performer type. But, you know, they're going to convince her. So then we see Scott going into David. And uh, he, I guess he, he just got back from Oklahoma. He spent the whole summer there. Um, I'd rather spend my summer in Beverly Hills, but that's just me. In California, sunny California. Uh and Scott's like all decked out in a Stetson hat and uh, just looks like he's a country boy now. And uh, he gives David <laughs> country western CDs. Now, my first thought when I was watching this right, just right now is that Garth Brooks was huge in 91. Huge. And um, I'm sure there's other singers too, but our country singers. I was never really into country music, but I do remember Garth was really big around this time. So, uh that might have been where they got the idea. I don't know. So then we see a motorcycle come in to the parking lot. And uh, Dylan's kind of check. Dylan comes in at the same time. And he's kind of checking the motorcycle out. Like, oh, that's a pretty cool bike. And it turns out to be a girl under that helmet. And Dylan, like, smiles, you know, with his, uh, you know, with his charm there. <laughs> he's so hot. <laughs> and, uh... And Dylan's wearing a button-down shirt, jeans, and looks like boots. Maybe Doc Martens or some kind of boot. And uh, he goes up to her. Hi. Hi. First day of school and uh, you're late. So are you. 
political decision or did you just oversleep? A little of both, I guess. Dylan, okay. Emily Valentine. New, but uh, definitely not a freshman. Transfer. You just moved from Moran County. You don't sound thrilled? Oh, yeah. I love smog, strip malls, traffic jams. There is more to L.A. than that. Like what? The beach at sunrise, uh, Santa Ana winds, Randy's donuts. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you could take me out for a crawler sometime. How about now? I don't think pitching the first day of school is a good way to make a first impression. How about tonight? Real smooth, Dylan. I would have I would have said yes in a heartbeat. I mean, come on, it's Dylan. So, Dylan, I, oh, that's the episode I did. I did the uh, the the Yosemite episode. That's the one I did. Yeah. So I did the episode right before this one, right before it. So obviously, if you guys didn't listen to that one, uh, Brenda and Dylan are kind of on again, off again, and. Uh, not officially together, not officially apart, I guess. I mean, I guess that's the definition of on again, off again. Uh, but Dylan, basically, he's not tied down to her. He can date whoever he wants. So, um, it's gonna come back and bite him, but he can do it. Oh, and can we talk about Emily's hatred for LA? I agree with her. <laughs> I live two hours away. Well, no, less. Like an hour and a half away. Like, maybe even an hour to, to the suburb of L.A. And uh, it's not that great. It's dirty. And, like, I just went to Santa Monica uh, when I went on my SeaWorld trip. I went to Santa Monica. And it's not as bad as everybody says. Like, the homeless population is really bad and they have, like, like tent cities out there, you know. I didn't see that. But there were some kind of, uh, like, kind of creepy people out there. Just kind of like, you know, you just kind of have to watch... Watch your belongings, you know. Um, but L.A., yeah, it's, it's a lot of smog. The, the bummer thing about L.A. is everything that you want to do is in L.A. Disneyland, Universal Studios, everything's there. Dodger games, you know. You name it, it's there. So L.A. concerts, you know, so every time that there's like a concert, it's always in L.A. Sometimes it's in Fresno, you know. But, uh... Traffic jams. Traffic's bad, too. I haven't... The only traffic jam I ever was in, and it was a terrible, awful, awful accident. Um, I went to a Genesis concert, the band Genesis. And we were going home, and we noticed that the traffic was at a standstill. And this is probably at 11 o'clock at night. And what had happened was a truck basically crashed into another truck inside a tunnel, and the tunnel, like, blew up. Not like, not like blew up, but it blew up inside the tunnel. So it completely shut down the freeway all night because they had to do like, it was a whole bunch of people died. They had to do like a, um, an investigation. So they had to close down the freeway completely. So people were literally parked on the I-5 and like sleeping in their cars overnight. Just parked. You couldn't, you couldn't do anything. You, you couldn't go anywhere, so what else are you going to do, right? They did have, um, see, I, di- I didn't sleep in the car overnight. Uh, we went, we went the opposite way. We went the, on the detour. The detour took us through a whole other route, t- through other cities 
it was just, it was crazy. But that was the worst traffic jam I'd ever been in. And, um, I know when I, we go, when we drive to LA, people drive like maniacs. They don't use their blinkers. It's pretty bad. And also what I hate about LA, the, the biggest thing I hate about LA is that if you want to turn left on a green light, you basically can't. You have to turn left like on when it's yellow. There's no green light arrow on the green, on the turns, the turn lanes. Yeah, that really sucks because if you take those side streets, you're screwed. I mean, that's how I usually, I like to travel in LA on the side streets. I don't like taking the freeway, but it all depends on where you're going. You know, there are some parts of LA that's great. I, I don't have a problem with Burbank. Burbank's okay, but there's some parts that, no, not gonna, I, I, I don't like it. <laughs> so I agree with Emily, but I've also never lived in, in San Francisco. I think San Francisco's probably just as bad now. <laughs> So then Emily comes across Brandon, and Brandon's all gaga for her, and she, her, her locker's right next to him, and then, uh, Brandon, she's like, oh, crap, I can't fit this in my locker, you know, at, at my old school, this would have fit, and she's complaining about that, too, you know, <laughs> she's complaining the whole time, so Brandon said, you know, he's flirting with her, and, and then he says, hey, I know, I know you can store your guitar, oh, God, here we go. West Beverly Blaze, my home away from home. You're a writer? Sports it. My dad's a newspaper man. That's why we moved here. No kidding. Work for the Times? <laughs> Far too mainstream. He founded a free press in the 60s, and he's worked on every liberal rag from Cambridge to Berkeley ever since. So, ever get any free tickets to Raiders games? Even if they did bail out in Oakland. No, but I do have two press box seats for West Beverly's exciting practice scrimmage against Beverly Hills tomorrow night. Wow. You sure you don't want to save those babies for someone really special? Brandon, we need to talk about leaves for your first story because I have to push up the deadline. You know, given it's first week and all, I want to get the paper out. So Good morning, Andrea. Really... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just that I've been here since 7 a.m. and I'm so wired. I just want this year's paper to be better than last year's, you know? Maybe even award-winning. Andrea, relax. We have all year. Um, you said you knew somewhere I could stash this? Uh, sorry, Andrea Zuckerman, this is Emily, uh... Valentine. Emily Valentine. Pleased to meet you. You too. New? Uh, I told her she could store her axe here. It wouldn't fit in her locker. Her axe? Oh, yeah, right. Sure, no problem. Oh, Andrea. Oh, my goodness. Does she not have a life? Ugh, okay, anyways, it's always about the damn paper. The paper, 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 paper. And then when she gets to college, she doesn't even go for the paper. It's like, what was the point of that? I guess just to look good on a resume? I don't know. All right, anyways, um, then the girls are in the bathroom. They're still talking about what song they're going to do at this hello day. It's called hello day, not hello week. I apologize. And um, Donna's like, how about addicted to, like, they, they said, well, let's do a, a parody of the addicted to love song. We can do, like, something like addicted to... Uh, what did she say? Donna's like, how about addicted to sex? And Brenda's like, I think it's supposed to be a G-rated event, Donna. And then uh, you hear somebody say, how about addicted to clothes? And it's Emily coming out of the stall. And they're like, who are you? The newest member of your group? So, yeah. Uh, she doesn't look like she would fit in with these girls. I'm just going to say it. She just doesn't look like that. She doesn't look like 
Emily looks like the kind that goes and smokes pot across the street from the school. <laughs> Just gotta say it. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Looks can be deceiving, I guess. She might be, like, total, like, like, a uh, rich girl inside. I don't know. Then we see Brandon and Dylan walking with their lunch, and Dylan says, you know, we've been, Brenda and I have been kind of on again, off again. Brandon's like, you're kidding me. Dylan, Brenda, Brenda, Dylan, so I've been hearing about all summer. <laughs> so true. He's like, yeah, I know, it's old news. He goes, but I got a date tonight. I'm going to bring her by the peach pit. I don't, I want to make sure things aren't weird. And, you know, Brandon's like, whatever, he doesn't, he's like, no, it'll be okay. I'm not going to be weird. And, uh, obviously, he's going to be when he finds out who it is. Just out of curiosity, what kind of car do you drive? Beamer. Really? And what's you, Donna? Beamer. Oh! What a surprise. Like, the kids in San Francisco don't drive nice cars, especially Marin County. I'm just giving you guys a hard time. How about you, Brandon? What do you got? Porsche, Jag, Ferrari? What is it? Actually, I don't have a car. No wheels? But nobody walked in L.A. Well, they do when they don't have a driver's license. Thanks, Donna. Well, then, Brenda, this song is for you. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. So, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? So Emily uh, plays guitar, somewhat okay, sings somewhat okay. The girls seem to really like her. And the song that uh, Emily was singing, parodying, I guess you could say, was Janis Joplin. And I think the song was Mercedes Benz. So then the next scene, they're at the Walsh house, and uh, it's it's Emily, Donna, Kelly, Brenda, and they're all trying to figure out what song they're, like, they're writing the song, like what song they're going to sing for the Hello Day. <laughs> and Donna says, okay, how about this? The sale is on. Get off the phone. On your credit card, there's lots of room. And Kelly's like, Donna, it's supposed to rhyme. She goes, that rhymes. Phone, room. And then everybody's kind of like, oh, Donna. Anyways. And here comes a drama. Hello? Oh, yes. Hello, Dylan. I'm fine, thank you. Uh, just a minute, I'll get him. It's for Brandon. I knew that. <clears throat> you know, I met a guy named Dylan today. Dylan McKay? Yeah, I think so. Porsche Speedster. Cute little scar on his right eyebrow. Yeah, that would be him. Brenda looks like she wants to kill. Like, you should see the look on her face. It is hilarious. And, of course, Callie and Don were looking at each other like, oh, shit, oh, shit, what's going on? Uh-oh, you know. And Emily's just like, yeah, whatever, you know. She just tell. she's just, she's sharing information with her newly found friends here. She has no idea 
that they used to date. She also had no idea that Brandon was her brother. So she's finding out a lot of, she's about to find out a lot of different things about, you know, these people she knows she just met. Then Dylan and Emily walk into the peach pit. Brandon is hustling around and he's surprised to see them. And then when he gets Dylan alone, he says, why didn't you tell me you're going out with Emily? He's like, what's a big deal? So I have a date with her tomorrow night. And, uh, yeah, so they're both dating Emily. Well, they both have dates with Emily. They're not dating, but they both have dates with her. With her. Oh, boy. This can't go wrong, can it? And Emily is wearing the mommiest looking outfit. She's wearing, like, a button down. This must have been a style. <laughs> I don't know. She's wearing, like, I, it looks like she might be wearing, like, it's kind of hard to tell, but it looks like she's wearing a skirt or a dress. But then she has, like, a long sleeve like top over it button down top she just looks like she's going to church not a date then it goes to commercial break and uh dylan or sorry brenda and kelly are on the phone with each other and she's like brenda you better tell emily about dylan before something happens she's like kelly i made up my mind we're seeing other people and kelly's like brenda you're not yeah, good point, Kelly. She's not. She's going to have jealousy. You, you, She always wants what she can't have, right? Um. Anyways, it's... Brenda's, like, trying to stay cool about the whole thing, but she's... In the inside, she's, like, boiling. She's, like, so pissed. Uh, then the next scene, Dylan and Emily are at Mulholland Drive. That's that's where he used to always take Brenda. He used to take her there at the beach. Uh no, didn't he take her to Mulholland Drive in season one when they first started dating? Yeah, they went to Mulholland Drive then. So Mulholland Drive is, um, if anybody doesn't know about it, it's like, a, it's a, uh, it's in, well, I mean, I'm not, I don't live in LA, but I have been to Mulholland Drive. A lot of people live, a lot of famous people live off Mulholland. Like Jack Nicholson, he, well, he used to, I don't know if he still does. Marlon Brando, when he, when he was alive, he lived there. Um, it's just a really, like, it's just a cliff. It's like a, a you know a hill that you can cl- you can drive up to and just look out over there. You can see all the lights. It's really pretty. I've never seen it out at night, but I've been up there and the view is amazing. Okay, I just asked Alexa. So Mulholland Drive is in the eastern Santa Monica Mountains, and I just saw a picture of the view and it's very it's it's the city. You just see the city, all the skyscrapers. It's really cool. So um, if you ever get out to LA, you might want to take a drive. On Mulholland Drive. Anyways, you can tell that this is where Dylan takes all his dates. I don't know if he's trying to get laid or what. <laughs> but uh, he took her there. They start making out. Then he says, just so we're clear, you know, I just got out of a heavy relationship. It's not, it's not over. What does he say? He says, we're not really broken up, but we're not really together either. I mean, that's just how they describe this relationship the whole episode. We were, we were broken up or we were, you know, we were off and on. It's very frustrating. I had a boyfriend that I was always off and on with and it was not fun. Okay. So, you know, Emily's clear. She doesn't know it's Brenda yet. He didn't say it's Brenda. They, they continue making out. We don't know what happens. We, we assume that they're gonna possibly do it because we don't know if this girl's easy. <laughs> we don't know anything about this girl yet. 
Okay. So then Brandon comes into Brenda's room and says, I just saw Dylan with Emily Valentine at the Peach Pit. What a rat. What a... <laughs> Why couldn't he just keep that to himself? And then Brenda's like, well, that's okay. Uh, he's free to see other people, just like me. And uh, she doesn't mean that. Oh, but we do get an interesting scene here. Well, it's the same scene, but Brenda calls up Kelly and says, you were right about Emily. She made the first move. Ooh, no, she did it, Brenda. Dylan asked her out. Yeah, so Brenda already has it wrong. Brenda already, th- already thinks she's like a like a slut, you know, total slut. Wow. Um, Brenda assumes the worst in people right away. <laughs> All right, so then David is in the DJ booth, and he's trying to get somebody's attention so he, somebody can relieve him so he can go to the bathroom. And uh, he, Scott's, Scott, he sees Scott. He calls Scott in. He says, okay, I need you to cover me for a second. He's like, as soon as this, this song's over, you push this button. It's okay. He's like, you got this? Yeah, I got this. Don't worry. Go. So, so you see David run to the bathroom and then in, uh, then you see Andrea and Brenda talking about Emily and on, Brenda says, I almost called you at the rap line last night. So that's a reference to an episode called, I think it was called the gentle art of listening. It's from season one. And it was an episode where, uh, Brenda helped out at the at the rap line. Andrea Andrea was uh like in charge of it. She's in charge of everything. And Brenda helped out and one night she talked to a girl who had been raped by the football one of the football players. And uh Brenda didn't really know what to do, what to get you know, the advice to give. So um that's the rap line that they're talking about. I don't remember ever having anything like that in my high school. We had like suicide hotline, things like that, but we didn't have anything like relationship advice and, and things like that, you know? Um, so that's what she's talking about. And then, you know, uh, then Brenda, (laughs) Brenda lets it slip out that, um, that Dylan, uh, that Dylan went out with Emily and that Brandon also has a date with her. It's like, she goes out with a lot of guys and then Andrea's like, really? Where, well, where are they going? Running after Brenda. Hilarious. You know, Andrea is like completely obsessed with Brandon. So then, uh, Emily Valentine is flirting with Steve and she's, uh, you know, she's asking him, how do I get to this place? And he's flirting back and the girls are watching this like in disbelief, like what a slut. And then David comes out of the bathroom and there's this song playing. One said his name was Fricassee. The second quarter. What the hell are you doing? Great song, huh? I'll ask you. One little button. If anyone can name that tune, Peaches on me. What are you trying to do? Ruin my reputation? Not everyone has your taste, David. The whole school does. I'm a taste maker. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Now that you hang out with Kelly Taylor, you're Fred Cool. No, it's Joe Cool, and I'm not that. And this has nothing to do with Kelly Taylor. You hijacked my show, and that's not cool. (laughs) The look on David's face when he comes out, he just looks horrified. The song is called Teenage Mutant Kung Fu Chickens by Ray Stevens. Um, I wouldn't call him country. 
You know how they're they're trying to imply that Scott is like all only into country music now. Ray Stevens wasn't he like a parody singer? He sang the streak. Anyways, um, funny, funny scene. David's pissed. He hijacked his show. I don't think that's necessarily hijacking the show. It's not like he's going to sit there and keep playing stuff. You know, it's just for a second. I mean, it's like his his one chance to, like, you know, run a DJ booth. I'd, I'd probably do the same thing, honestly. Alrighty. So the next... So so then the next scene is uh, the girls at lunch. And Brenda has a much different attitude now than yesterday. Hey guys, room for one more? It's big lawn. Listen, um, I know we were supposed to rehearse this afternoon, but I hate to bail, but I forgot I have a doctor's appointment. Are you okay? Yeah, my mother's taking me to the gynecologist. Going on the pill. Your mother? You're kidding. Well, I have two older sisters that weren't so smart, so by the time it got to me, I guess she figured better safe than sorry. Smart move. Excuse me. Dylan! We need to talk. About what? About Emily Valentine. What about her? Are you going to see her again? I don't know, maybe. Did you know that she was going out with Brandon tonight? Brandon, why don't you just knit her a scarlet letter? Just forget about it. Glad to. I can't win with you, Brenda. What the hell do you want from me? I mean, first of all, you cut me loose. You made this big production about how we ought to see other people. So I did. And now you're throwing it back in my face. Look, I didn't think it would happen that fast. Seemed like forever to me. So tell me, Dylan, why are you really going out with her? Because you like her or because... Because what? Because she'll sleep with you. You can't have it both ways, Brent. The fact of the matter is you gave up any right to ask me questions about my sex life. And you decided you didn't want to be a part of it. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. So, Brenda's bitchy right from the start at Emily. And so are the other girls, too. They're kind of like, eh, whatever, you know. They're kind of giving her the, um, not the cold shoulder, but just kind of giving her looks and stuff. And Brenda, okay, now, I have to agree with Brenda. I'd be a little pissed, too, if I knew my ex-boyfriend was going out with this girl, and now she all of a sudden wants to go on birth control. Like, we don't know, we don't know her sexual history. But, but I mean, what would... What else would you assume? You assume they're sleeping together, right? I mean, that's exactly what I would assume. Now, when I was 12 years old watching this episode, I didn't know what the pill was. I knew it was like, I mean, I kind of did, but I didn't really, I, I was young. I didn't know about this stuff yet. Uh, so, I remember, this is the episode, you guys. This is the episode where my mom banned me from watching 90210. She thought it was too adult for me. She's probably right. So I was too adult for me, and she would not let me watch it. True story. Okay. Um, I s- let me show you. Let me tell you how I, I ended up watching. I wasn't able to watch it on TV. I would sneak it once in a while. You know, I'd I'd be watching something else, and I'd switch channels. And my mom wouldn't know. I didn't have a TV in my room. There was only one in the den. My brother and I watched TV in the den, and they watched TV in the living room. And uh, you know, keep it down low. <laughs> <laughs> I did whatever I could to watch the show. I was obsessed. And um, my mom, uh, so she wouldn't let me watch it. 
And what I ended up doing, this is so funny. I would have my friend tape it for me on VHS. And then I would watch it when my parents were gone. I'd watch it on the VCR. True story, guys. That's how I watched 90210. And I know, it's funny because I know some other people who, they were banned from it too at a young age. They, their parents didn't want them watching it. And probably because of episodes like this, you know. Or the Spring Dance episode where she lost her virginity to him. Or the Pregnancy Scare episode. I mean, there, you pick a whole, pick an episode and, you know. So, it was, and you know what? When you're a kid and your parents are banning you from something, you just want in on that, right? You want to know why it's being banned. Why are they banning this from me? What's going on? How bad is this, you know? You're, you're curious. At 12 years old, you're very curious. So, and that's what I was. I was very curious. This scene, I remember... Um, was really good the one where, where she talks to Dylan because if you if you really stop and th and listen to the scene it's he's talking about how and I don't know if, if this is what he really means but it seems to me like he's talking about how he's waited so long to have sex you know he says it seems like forever for me I don't know if that means he's it's like to have sex or that he didn't have her I don't know that's because because immediately after she says that she says why are you really with her because she'll sleep with you and that's a that's a good point because Brenda didn't sleep with them that's why she broke up with them she didn't want to keep that relationship going she was too scared it was too intense you know and they talked about this last uh, at last episode too that he, she's too in, he's too intense for her so and Dylan's right though she has no right to ask him about his sex life when he's not, when, you know, when she's not even a part of it. That's absolutely right. She has no business knowing any of this, you know. And yeah, she's going to be hurt because Dylan, all summer, he was pining over her. And now he's got a new interest, love interest. So yeah. And I, and you know, I, I can see why Brenda's upset. But she's also being very unreasonable. Last song of the day, folks, and I want to dedicate it to the hottest girl in the halls. I don't know if I can take another year of this. I don't know your name, beautiful one, but I hear you ride a mean bike. Who's he talking about? Emily Valentine rides a motorcycle. I guess you're not David Silver's primo fantasy anymore, huh? I'm devastated. Is this guy talking about me? It sounds like you've inherited the David Silver fan club. Should I be flattered? Yeah, Emily. I guess all the guys are lining up for you. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. Have a good time at the gynecologist. Okay, so a little history here. Uh, David has always been in love with Kelly. Um, that is until his mom... Or, sorry, his dad marries her mom. But... That's why she was saying, oh, I, I don't think I can take another year of this because all last year, David was dedicating songs to her. But the funny thing is, he's dedicated to Emily, yet we never see that scene where they meet. So that's interesting. Was that a scene that they cut out or just they just assumed that Emily was like meeting all the guys and flirting with all the guys and all the guys loved her? I guess all the girls just feel really left out. <laughs> so, But I just love that from Brenda. Have a good time at the gynecologist. See, I didn't know what a gynecologist was. I did not go to a gynecologist till I was much older, so I had no idea what that was. And um, when my mom heard these things on the show, she's like, no, you're not watching this, Alyssa. I'm sorry. And I was, 
I was devastated. <laughs> Very devastated. I'm like, Mom! Anyways, uh, so, after Brenda says her amazing line, I mean, her, that's a total, that is classic Brenda right there. Just bitchy, bitchy classic Brenda. Uh, she's like, well, Emily's like, what's with her? And Kelly says, yeah, they've been going out for almost a year. Almost a year, okay, so, but not really. Because they had the whole summer broken up. So, yeah, they, they pretty much went out for, like, what, maybe eight or nine months? I don't know. Um, and when did they start dating? I thought it was, like, around October. And the only reason I know that is because I used to have the 90210 uh, novels. They Yes, they used to have them, you guys. I got rid of them all. I wish I would have saved them. They're worth so much money now. No, I'm not kidding. They're worth some money. And uh, it was, it was, like, just novels based on the show. So there was this one, it was the episode where she meets Dylan, uh, you know, Dylan's helping Brandon on his car, which I'll probably go into that episode, I'll probably review it, but uh, she talks about how it's an Oct- it's a crisp autumn day in October, it's just too hot for October, and uh, so that's when I guess they started dating. That's, that's in my mind, I don't know what the true time is, but it doesn't really matter, it's almost a year, they say. Okay, so... Once Emily finds that out, she's like, I had no idea, you know. I knew that uh, he just got out of a relationship. I didn't know with who. And Callie's like, well, now you know. And uh, it's like, okay, what are you going to do about it, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> then Scott goes up to David and apologizes for hijacking his show. And uh, he says, come on over to my house. I got something really cool to show you. Really explosive. Mm-hmm. We'll see what that is. Okay, so then... Brandon's getting ready for his date with Emily. Brenda's pissed, like always. She's like, doesn't it bother you that she's going out with Dylan too? Nope, doesn't bother me at all. And he's like, you know what? You need to chill. And my thought was, why don't you root for those two, right? If she if she likes Brandon more, then they'll be together and she won't even want to go out with Dylan, right? I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, like, cheer her brother on here. I don't know. <laughs> Brenda's just so unreasonable, such a bitch, and I absolutely love her. So Brenda, Brenda, uh, Brandon and Emily are on their date. Emily looks go- like she's going to church again. She's wearing like a, um, uh, card, like a cashmere sweater with like little beads on it. I'm sorry. I don't know. This might have been the style, but it just doesn't, it doesn't suit her. I don't know. This, this outfit's bad. And Brandon, he's just wearing, you know, I think he's wearing a, a Canadian tuxedo. I think he's wearing like a jean jacket and jeans. And, um, <laughs> and I love Emily's, uh, Emily's reaction to, she's like, yeah, everything was going great till I broke the 11th commandment. Thou shalt not go out with Dil- Brenda Walsh's boyfriend. And then Brandon's like, well, that's my fault. I, I was the one who told her. Or I was the one who told... Yeah, I was the one who told her. And she's like, it's not your fault, Brandon. And it's not Dylan's. It's not mine either. She's like, Brenda Brenda had a problem. She should have just told me about it. She's absolutely right. And Brad's like, well, you didn't give... You know, she didn't really have a chance. It happened really fast. And she's like, well, I like guys. Guys like me. What's wrong with that? He's like, Nothing. Oh my god. Okay, so Brandon takes Emily to Mulholland Drive too. <laughs> Same spot. <laughs> Dylan and Brandon apparently like 
share dating advice here. I don't know. So he, so Emily's trying not to like laugh. You can tell she's kind of like, okay, what the hell? And, uh, and she basically tells Brandon, yeah, um, I'm not going to lie to you. Dylan took me here last night. And Brandon's like, well, I guess I'm losing points in the originality department. <laughs> I always love that line. That was cute. He's, he can be sometimes kind of cute. And then uh, Emily says, well, that's okay. You can make up for it in other ways. And they make out again. And honestly, I think that they have a little more chemistry than Dylan and Emily. And uh, this is who um, Jason Priestley, who plays Brandon, he dated, uh, what is her name? Uh, Emily Valentine, uh, Christina Lee. He dated her for a long time. So that chemistry is real. Yo, D. You got a minute? Sure. You know, I went out with Emily last night. I know. And I kind of dig her, and I think she kind of digs me. Well, congratulations. You guys getting married? No. I just wanted to know how serious things got between you two, that's all. Well, if everything's so great, what are you worried about me for? Well, I don't know. I just want to know where I stand. Do you remember the last time you asked me about a girl? Yes, I do. And do you also remember that I warned you if you did it again, I'd get a free shot? I remember. I meant it, you know. I know. In that case, are you sure you want to continue this conversation? Yeah. Just not the nose. What do you want to know, Walsh? Did you sleep with her, man? No. Satisfied? Yes. Good. All right. Go ahead. Reshot. Not worth it. That's kind of a cute little interaction between them. I don't know what Dylan's talking about when he says the last time he asked me about a girl. I... Oh! Yes, I do know. He knew... Okay, so there was this episode. I think this is what it is. There was this episode in the summertime. I don't know what it was called, but it was one of the boring ones. And Brandon was seeing this older lady named Sandy. Apparently, Dylan knew Sandy. <laughs> I guess Dylan slept with Sandy. And I think that's who he's talking about. I don't know. I mean, you know, it was like somebody he knew a long time ago. Um, that's my guess. I'm sh I'm looking at the trivia and I don't see anything about it in here. So I guess. And then when he says it's not worth it, that's pretty funny. So she's not worth it. So obviously he's not that big on Emily. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, so Brandon obviously likes Emily, wants to keep dating her, wants Dylan out of the picture, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> if it's between Brandon and Dylan, who would you choose? Brandon's obviously going to be not so moody, a good boy, a goody two-shoes, you know. Dylan is moody and kind of a loner and hot and mysterious. <laughs> I mean, I think the choice is pretty obvious there. But I guess it depends on who you had the most chemistry with. It's like when you go on, you know, you go on... Uh, love connection and you have dates with like three different guys you know who do you like the best well you know brandon's a better kisser than dylan you know so <laughs> i think that um if it was up to me i guess it would all depend but i mean going by looks and personality i'd probably go with dylan dylan would probably use me in five seconds and dump me <laughs> brandon would be like you know just i don't know Brandon's not the kind of guy to do, like, one-night stands and all that. So, um, Dylan, obviously, was very famous for it before he met Brenda. 
That's what that's what the story is. So, uh, Dylan doesn't really dig her as much as Brandon does. I guess is the the point of this. The next scene, uh, David's at Scott's house. He's out by the pool, and Scott is showing him all the fireworks he got from Oklahoma. And then Scott like busts out a rifle and just shoots into the air. And this is a residential area. It's not like he's at a gun range. This is a residential area. And uh, and David says, have you lost your mind? And I mean, yeah, right. I mean, he has lost his mind. Absolutely. And this is the kind of foreshadowing of how, you know, I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Scott's the one who accidentally shoots himself and, and he dies. It's probably about four episodes away. Maybe five. I don't remember exactly what episode it is, but it was it was it was uh it was around was it around Halloween? I think it was around Halloween, maybe like in November. So, uh, that's a sad episode. I won't cover that one because that one's just, nah, it's sad. I don't want to talk about that one. Um, but that's kind of foreshadowing what's going to happen with Scott. I can't believe she can. Why not? All her boyfriends are here. I like that myself. Hey, did you bring the guitar? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's in the living room. Oh, we'll go get it. We could use some music around here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, great. A hoot nanny. Brenda. Oh, excuse me. I didn't mean to be rude. Yes, you did. In fact, it seems like you're going out of your way to be rude to me, Brenda. Well, Em. Why don't you just go get your guitar and bring it back in here and we'll all gather around and swoon. Hey, you're the one that invited me to this party, remember? If you want me to leave, just ask. I'll be happy to oblige. Oh, and disappoint your fans? I wouldn't dream of it. Brenda. Dylan, stay out of it. This is between me and Emily. Jeez. This isn't Beverly Hills. It's Knott's Landing. When I got to school, they should have given me a scorecard instead of a class schedule so I could keep track of everyone's boyfriends. Oh, yeah, like that would have made any difference. Oh, grow up, Brenda! You, of all people, should know what it's like to be the new kid in school. All I was trying to do was make friends. I shouldn't have bothered. Emily, come on! happy now okay so that's a pretty famous scene uh now this is i think this is probably where brenda's her most bitchiest maybe of well she there's been no no she was pretty bitchy when kelly started dating dylan too but this one is pretty bad this is just like bitchy for no reason i mean i guess she kind of has a reason but uh so debbie debbie (laughs) uh emily is fully dressed like debbie gibson she looks just like her. The short blonde hair, the hat, the leather jacket. She just looks, she actually looks like she, uh, fits it or she fits her, her, uh, her character, you know, she's not wearing any frilly little sweater in this scene. She's actually looking like she, she's looking okay. She's looking very nineties, very late eighties. So, um, Brenda, yeah, I, and you know, Brenda says all this in front of everybody, and they nobody stops her. I mean, you know, Dylan kind of stops her, but he, Dylan ain't gonna stop her when she's going. I mean, 
Brenda's going to do what Brenda's going to do. And the parents look so humiliated. You know, Jim and Sandy look so humiliated. And uh, my kid's in the background playing outside right here. Uh, you know, he just looks... They're, they just all look really pissed. And like, oh shit, well maybe Brenda's a bitch now. <laughs> you know, Emily kind of just pours her heart out there to everybody. And that's... That's deep, man. That's deep. You of all people should know what it's like to be the new kid in school. That's absolutely right. Maybe Brenda was trying to sleep with everybody. Who knows? We never saw it, though. <laughs> I'm kidding around. Emily's a good girl. We find that out later. I've never seen you behave like that before. What did this girl do? That's so awful. She's going out with Dylan, okay? I thought she was going out with Brandon. Yeah, she is. She's very busy. I don't think you're being fair. Mom, if you could see her in action. I mean, I've never seen someone move that fast. Well, she doesn't seem like that kind of girl to me. And the other day when she was over here, she was so friendly. I think she's just trying to fit in. Yeah, she's friendly, all right. Very friendly. In fact, I'm sure all the boys at West Beverly, she'll make very, very happy. Brenda, just put yourself in her place. Last year, you were the new girl at school. Yes, Mom, I know. It's just every single time I think of Dylan and Emily together, I can't stand it. Oh, Brenda. She doesn't love him, Mom. Do you? I miss him. A lot? So much. Then maybe you should be with him. I can't believe you're saying this after everything that happened. I mean, what would Dad say? He'd say he wants you to be happy, too. So that's a nice little conversation between mother and daughter. You know, she's listening to her. She's comforting her. I mean, it's it's a nice conversation. She, it's, it's exactly what Brenda wanted to hear. Maybe you should be with him. Maybe. Because, you know, it's funny. Brenda decided to break up with Dylan. She didn't have... Her parents tell her to break up with him. Her parents didn't forbid her, her to see him. That wasn't until later, <laughs> which I'll get into at another time. But yeah, Brenda made that decision herself because she had a pregnancy scare. She didn't want to have a sexual relationship. It was too intense, too scary. The whole, it's funny, the whole point or the whole, the whole story behind this, because I've seen the, the unauthorized 90210 movie on Lifetime is that they said Brenda has to have consequences they can have sex or you know they had sex but now they have to break up they can't keep having sex that's what they said and that's why they broke up so um and then when they get back together there is um there there uh you know they never show them in bed anymore they never show anything like that they just show like heavy making out that's about it they don't show anything um with any of them honestly you don't really start seeing people in bed together until season four is it four maybe even five no it's season four season maybe season three I can't remember, guys, but <laughs> you don't see it in season two at all. Season two is very after-school special. Uh, like, it, it's all after-school special episodes, um, a lot of morals. It, it, 
you know when shows first start, they're not exactly what they turn out to be at the end, you know? Like, Melrose Place used to be just a very basic show about people trying to make it in L.A. in their 20s. Then it turned into, like, a total soft porn crap, okay? Like, soft softcore porn. No, I'm kidding. It didn't. But it was, it was, it was all about, it just went crazy. It was all about, like, uh, you know, like, screwing on the office desks and, uh, and elevators. And it's just, like, uh, the sex got, like, completely ramped up on that show. Never happened like that on this show. Um, Melrose Place was another one. I'm very surprised my mom actually let me watch that one. She did. She let me watch it. I guess it was during the summer, so she really couldn't, you know, say, go to bed. I didn't have a bedtime in the summer. You know, just, like, go watch whatever I want. <laughs> and Melrose Place was a hundred times, like, risque. More risque than 90210. Well, anyways, uh, Brenda has some apologizing to do. So then the next day, they're at school. David's getting ready for the hello day, whatever it's called. The talent show thing. And uh, doing sound checks and everything. And then the girls are dressed up in black dresses and black nylons and their hairs will slick back just like the girls in the uh, addicted to love video the robert palmer song so uh they uh kelly's like where's emily well, and donna's like i don't think she's coming after last night i don't think she's gonna come here today she's gonna she's gonna do this and uh brenda's looking guilty of course and kelly's like cancel the show we're not going on and dave is like you can't do this to me. You're the only good act I have. <laughs> That's probably true. Those talent shows are pretty, uh, pretty bad. So, um, she's like, you gotta apologize, Brad. You gotta make this right. Look, Emily, I'm sorry. I don't know what got into me last night. Can't we just forget about everything and start over? Can't you give me another chance? Yeah, right. The really lousy thing is, Brenda. I liked you. And so I opened up and I was honest. But you turned that against me. Next time you call someone a slut, maybe you should get your facts straight. Emily, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. No, you think I sleep around. Well, I don't. For your information, I'm a virgin. Why are you on the pill? I want to be prepared if and when the time comes. I'm sorry I got the wrong idea. I totally jumped to conclusions. You thought I slept with Dylan. Yes. You really think I could have done that and caught out with your brother the next night? No. I mean, yes. Emily, I'm sorry. What else do you want me to say? I don't know. Please, even if you can't stand me, that doesn't mean you can't hang with Kelly and Donna. Oh, right. I'll be the fourth musketeer. No, it's not like that at all. As a matter of fact, after the way I behaved last night, if I don't get you on stage, neither of them are going to talk to me again. Besides, how can you disappoint a horde of drooling freshmen? Wow, Emily's a virgin? Didn't see that one coming. Uh, I mean, I... This is 90210, so yeah, I saw it coming. <laughs> no, seriously, this is the after-school special thing I'm talking about. It's like, it's not as, it may, they, the commercials make it look like, oh my gosh, what a risque show, but it's not. Um, it really isn't, especially in this season. I think, I think a lot of the 90210 fans who are listening will agree 
that this this season was very very um at least until the end very very after school special I mean, we have the episode where Kelly almost got raped. We have the episode where where Steve's doing steroids, or he's he's thinking about doing steroids. I don't think he does them. Can't remember. The episode where Brandon meets an ice skater. Uh, there's some. There's one about um, an African American family moves in to next door to them, and then they talk about that. Brandon like <laughs> Brandon just like you know, it's like. This is a big racial thing. And, um, I, I can't remember any other ones right now, but. Oh, but then we also get the Color Me Bad episode where Color Me Bad is on. And they hang with them in their hotel room. Pretty cool. Back then, Color Me Bad was huge. Um, uh, anyways. They go on stage and, uh. They changed a the song. They're not going to do Addicted to Clothes anymore, which we don't even know what that was going to be. They never really practiced that song. So she sings Breaking Up is Hard to Do, which is a song by Neil Sedaka. And then I think it was also made really popular by, uh, is it Carol King? Let me see if that's on here. I think it is. Breaking Up is Hard to Do. Oh, it's not even on here. What the hell? That was one of the most popular songs. Neither Elise nor Doherty, Garth and Spelling, sing Breaking Up is Hard to Do. A session musician was hired and sang the song, including the backup. Wow. So that wasn't even her singing. That's crazy. So they just sat there and lip synced the whole time and danced. Okay, so, but the funny thing is they still have their Robert Palmer outfits on from the Robert Palmer video. Like the black dresses. Emily is dressed, oh my god. She's wearing like this long tank top with like pearls on it. And one of those, like, motorcycle hats, like, I don't know how to describe it, like a, um, what is that hat called? Like a motor, like, like a, um, not a beret. Oh my gosh, I can't think of the name right now. Kind of like a newsboy hat, but, like, higher up. I apologize if, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what they're called. But, yeah, I'm looking at her hat. She's got pearls on her shirt. She likes a lot of button-up, button-down stuff, doesn't she? <laughs> Anyways, she sings a song. During the song, um, Andrea's, like, rocking out. She's loving it. And then Dylan uh, is kind of, like, looking at Brenda, smiling at her. She's smiling back. And then Brenda and... I'm oh, sorry, Brenda. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Scott and David are having a conversation, and David says, You sure changed this summer? He goes, No, I just went to Oklahoma. I didn't change that much. And he's like, well, maybe I changed. Very good point. They're drifting apart like a lot of friends do. So Emily is, uh, Emily and Brenda are talking after the show and they seem like they're okay now. They're joking about how Brenda's going to watch Knott's Landing. Remember the quote she said earlier? It's like, Knott's Landing here. I mean, true. It's pretty true there. So, uh, they're talking and then, then Dylan walks up and he's kind of like staring at both of them and they're staring back at him. And Emily says, uh, can I be honest? You know, you got a great guy there. Whatever you have, don't throw it away. So she's basically given him, well, she's always going to give him up, I think, anyways, because once she found out Brenda was date, Brenda and him used to date, I think she gave it up. She was done. So, which is what you're, I mean, 
that's the right thing to do, I think. Especially when you don't know if, you know, the other person says they're over, but they're not over, you know? Anyways, uh, and that would have not resulted in a very good friendship with Brenda and Emily if she kept dating Dylan. <laughs> Let's just be honest, dear. That would have been a nightmare. So Brenda, Brenda like nods when she says, yeah, you got a good, you know, he's a good guy. And she's like, yeah, you know. And she goes up and talk to Dylan and then we see <laughs> the last scene. Dylan's in the car with Brenda at Mulholland Drive again. This Mulholland Drive has seen a lot of action this week, huh? Can we start over? From where? Beginning, middle, where we left off? I don't know. After everything I went through, I got scared. I needed time to think things out. So what'd you come up with? That I missed you. I needed you. What we've got is much more than just physical. Bren, I'm not here because of that. I never was. I'm here because I love you. I love you too. I never dreamed that I love somebody like you. Nothing happens, me and Emily. I mean, I, I kissed her. But that's it. Dylan, you were right. It's none of my business. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything that I put you through. Whatever it took to get you here, it was worth it. Okay, I know I'm a married woman, but damn, I want to jump his bones. Oh, he's so hot. He's so sexy. It's like, I, ugh. Yeah. So, it's a good question. He says, uh, can we, she, Brenda says, where can we, can we start over? And Dylan says, where? From the beginning, middle, where we left off? I mean, that's a good question. You have sex. You think you're going to keep having sex, you know? Or do we not have sex and we just go back to dating like Donna and David eventually do? They just date. You know, they don't they don't have that kind of relationship. And Brenda's like, I don't know. And we don't really find out, do we? I mean, we kind of assume that. I don't know. We just kind of assume that they do, you know. I mean, I don't know what it took a whole summer for her to figure out that that's what she wanted. I, I don't know. Um, it's. Their, 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 um, their relationship is very, um, complicated. It really is. 
So, um, and also, you know, the other thing is that he's very close with her family. And I mean, we, we realized that once, uh, you know, he dumped Kelly, Brenda for Kelly, you know, he wasn't gonna be seeing, he wasn't gonna go in the house that much anymore. And it was going to be a big, a big, uh, change with everybody there. So, um, the rest of the season, you know, they date and is, you don't really, until they get like a hotel room in Mexico, that's, you really don't hear about any of that stuff, you know, just, they just kind of keep it on the back burner and to kind of let you kind of, and that's sometimes the best, you know, they don't have to show it, just, you know, just kind of use your imagination. So, um, that is the end of the episode. Um, as far as Emily Valentine goes, they, he, she keeps dating Brandon, but she turns out to be a psycho. <laughs> yeah, she has some problems, but, um, I might, I might go do the euphoria episode. That was pretty good too, but I don't know. Uh, in due time. So, um, next week, I think I'm doing Wonder Years. I'm checking here. I think it's Wonder Years calendar yes it's the wonder years ninth grade man uh that's where kevin kevin was always in middle school so he just goes from eighth grade to ninth grade it's not junior it's not high school like for some like for me my high school is ninth tenth eleventh and twelfth grade but for kevin high school starts at tenth grade so this is the start of his ninth grade year uh it's a good it's a good one um what else what else what else yeah, I, I guess that's it. Uh, there'll be other 90210 episodes. I don't know exactly what. In October, uh, there's a there's a Halloween episode. There's actually a couple Halloween episodes. Maybe I'll do a different one because there is a Halloween episode. It's the one where Kelly almost gets raped. But I'm not saying I don't like it, but it's not one of my favorites. And I like to do the ones that I actually like, you know, I actually have strong feelings about and it's one of the ones that's like hit and miss for me. Most of season two is hit and miss. Let's be real. Um, this is one of my favorites. So this one, the Yosemite, the, the two next to each other are great. Okay. So, um, again, um, I just want to, uh, you know, say some prayers for all the victims of nine 11, all the families, uh, 20 years ago, they would all went to bed all the all these victims went to bed and had no idea they were going to die the next day. And that's awful. Absolutely awful. Um just, you know, take tomorrow and reflect on, you know, on what happened. I mean, I know it's 20 years ago, but man, it's just it's part of history. It's it's what shaped us all, what changed America so much, you know. I'm not going to go too into politics here, but it was just a national tragedy, and everybody should remember it on the day, on the anniversary, on the tw for, for uh, definitely on the twentieth anniversary. I also want to mention that I have been to Ground Zero before. Well, it wasn't Ground Zero; it was the the memorial. I went in two thousand twelve. I went to New York. Uh, I got to. I did like a tour. We did a tour, and um, they took us to the memorial. It is highly, highly secure. Like, they have a lot of a lot of checking at the, um, at the line and stuff. And, um, you know, I just, 
it's nothing that you're going to like want to go and take pictures and be like, oh, look, mom, there I am. No, it's not like that, you guys. It was absolutely heartbreaking. And I'm literally getting teary just thinking about it. It was absolutely heartbreaking being at that place, you know, and uh, it's just the two big waterfalls with all the people's names on the plaques. And there were people taking pictures and posing like, and I just was like, how dare you? You know, this is where people lost their lives. It's like if you go to Pearl Harbor, you're going to take, you're going to take selfies at Pearl Harbor. I don't know. I just, it really rubbed me the wrong way. And I was crying the whole time. Like, and I didn't know anybody who who passed away in this tragedy. Not nobody, but it just affected me so much. And, uh, and at the, they have like a little computer where you can look up the names of, you know, not the names, but you can kind of look up by plane, by building, by company where they worked and see where their, uh, their name is on the plaque. And I saw so many people there that were just crying, sobbing, you know, and I'm like, man, that person might have known somebody that that might be a, a victim's family member right there, you know, and it's just, it's very surreal. It's, I, I knew it was going to be sad, but I really didn't know it was going to be that sad. I, it was hard. It was really tough. I mean, so I've been there. I know the tragedy. I was never got to go to the top of the tower. Um, the new one, it wasn't built yet. It was still in construction. Uh, my friend did though. My friend got to go and she went all the way to the top of it. And I guess there's a restaurant up there. And the cool thing is when you get in the elevator, it, uh, it's really cool. It starts from the bottom of the building and it shows like the city, the city, um, being built up, you know, First, it's like fields, it gets to buildings, 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 and then the construction of the World Trade Center. And I, I don't remember if there's the destruction of the World Trade Center, but uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's very cool. And there's also a museum there, which I probably won't ever go to because that's just really tough. It's in the basement where the World Trade Center was. It's in the basement. And, um... I, the parking it's like you know where the subway tunnels were and stuff and yeah I I can't I can't do that that's just and my friend couldn't do it either I don't blame her it's it's, it's tough so if anybody's listening that was affected by this and had families friends I mean I'm I'm praying for everybody okay guys on that note take care of yourselves be safe and remember tomorrow All right, guys, see you next week.